0: Although the chances of your church being audited by the IRS are slim, they do happen. One way to help squelch the odds of that happening is to have your church perform an annual internal church audit. Most churches are not large enough to warrant the cost of a full-blown external CPA audit, so an internal audit is just the ticket to help ensure ongoing accountability, transparency, and compliance. In today's episode, we're going to cover four reasons to perform an internal audit and some areas that I highly recommend that you include in such an audit. But first, here's another wonderfully kind review left on Apple Podcasts from Kendra J. Gill. She says, listen, if you're on the hunt for a podcast that's packed with spunk, tips, and motivation, this is it. Michelle is an absolute delight. The topics covered are fantastic, and I always come away with some great tips and insights that I can apply to my own business. This podcast is like a shot of espresso for your bookkeeping soul. (laughs) I absolutely love that. That was awesome, Kendra. Thank you so much for your creative and energetic review. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'll absolutely take that espresso shot there. So without further ado, let's get to auditing. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Brown, and I'm an enrolled agent and church finance consultant, and I love all things Jesus, church finances, business, and books. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the ins and outs of church finances and minister taxes, along with how to serve the local church as either a staff member, volunteer, or through your own bookkeeping business, all while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn all kinds of stuff about church bookkeeping, payroll, compensation laws, tax compliance, and I'll probably throw in an occasional episode on faith and mindset work too. So if this sounds like fun to you, then come on, let's get ready to learn. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. As you know, I believe that note takers are history makers, and there are some great things in here you can take notes on in this episode, so let's jump right on in. First of all, here's a quote from Senator Charles E. Grassley to the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Oversight of the Internal Revenue Service Committee on Finance when meeting for the Church Audit Procedures Act of 1983. And I bet you didn't know there was one of those. I didn't either till I Googled it. So he says, I became interested in church audit procedures under the Internal Revenue Code when I chaired hearings in the subcommittee on the Taxpayer Protection and Reimbursement Act of 1981. That legislation contained a provision for reimbursement of attorney's fees to those who suffer government actions that are proving unnecessary or baseless. At those hearings, testimony was presented by a witness representing an audited church whose congregation spent thousands of dollars and expended hundreds of man hours during examinations by the IRS. The audit resulted in exoneration, but I was struck by how quickly the integrity, the character, And the moral foundations of small congregations could be undermined by innuendo, rumor, and press coverage during extended IRS examinations. I became convinced that the problems touched upon in the testimony deserved serious investigation. So, my goal is to help ensure that all my clients are audit-proof. And I want to do the same thing for you and your church, okay? I will be touching on four reasons that I believe performing an annual internal church audit is so important in areas that you should include in the audit. So, number one, first and foremost, it helps to ensure financial accountability. By conducting an audit, the church can identify any irregularities or discrepancies in financial transactions and ensure that the church's funds are being used in a responsible and ethical manner. So let's elaborate a little bit more on that. So an audit can help identify any potential areas of fraud, waste, or abuse. By examining financial transactions and records, auditors can detect any instances of embezzlement or misuse of funds. This can help prevent financial loss and damage to the church's reputation. If you remember last week when I shared that roughly one third of churches will succumb to embezzlement, costing the church community approximately $170 billion with the B billion dollars by the year 2050. So by performing this annual internal audit you can cut the risk of that happening and we definitely want to do that okay another benefit of conducting an internal church audit is that an audit can also help strengthen internal controls again we touched on this a little bit last week By identifying any weaknesses or gaps in existing controls, the church can take proactive measures to address them and prevent any potential problems. This can help safeguard the church's assets and prevent financial loss. And we'll most definitely be discussing more on internal controls in future episodes. Next, an internal audit can also help demonstrate transparency to church members. Conducting an internal church audit can demonstrate the church's commitment to transparency and accountability. By providing information about the church's financial operations, it can help your members feel confident that their donations are being used for the intended purposes. And this can help build trust and confidence in the church's leadership and governance. Now keep in mind, a church member should not be questioning every single expenditure of the church. But if there are legitimate questions on something, an internal audit should be able to address them and then squelch the issue. All right. As, and finally, compliance with legal and regu- regulatory requirements is another huge omongo benefit of conducting an internal audit. Churches are subject to legal and regulatory requirements related to financial reporting and accountability. An internal audit can help ensure compliance with these requirements, avoiding potential legal and financial consequences. As mentioned in the opening quote, IRS examinations can be very, very costly, time-consuming, and have the potential to do more than just financial damage to your church. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are held to a higher standard of accountability. And we should always strive to obey all current laws and regulations. Whether we agree with them or not, we need to comply. As Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 22, verse 21, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And the Apostle Paul reminded us in Romans chapter 13, verse 1, Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So overall, conducting an internal audit is a great way to promote four things. It's going to ensure financial accountability. It's going to strengthen your internal controls. It's going to help demonstrate transparency to your members and then compliance with legal and regulatory requirements. So now that we know the why, the four things I just gave you, let's quickly go over the general areas you need to cover in your audit. This is not an extensive list. I'm not going to give you all of the like little subcategories of areas. I'm just going to give you a general overall list. All right. So get your notebook out if you haven't already. And here we go. Number one, financial statement reporting. Basically, you need to do an audit of how your monthly reports are being done. Number two, cash receipts. You want to include processes for accounting offerings, which I did go over last week. Um, number three area is donation recording. Number four is cash disper- excuse me, cash disbursements. Do you have a petty cash fund? How are your petty cash um, receipts? Tracked. what is petty cash used for all right number five bank statement reconciliation it still blows my ever-loving mind that organizations and churches do not reconcile bank statements seriously people that is the basis (laughs) the basic thing every single organization in this entire world should do is reconcile that bank statement there is no way possible for you to know if your finances are correct if you are not reconciling those bank statements next are your assets Your buildings, your land, your equipment, are you tracking depreciation or amortization schedules, and then your insurance policies. You really do need to do an annual review of your insurance policies. Just because you've been with, say, Brotherhood Mutual for the last 10 years doesn't mean that Brotherhood Mutual is the best insurance policy for you right now rates change coverages change and you really do need to review that on an annual basis right also accounts payable so these are accounts payable is obviously bills that you owe and include a review and an audit of any outstanding mortgages you have any notes payable that you have like a building loan or a land purchase or something like that or if you're lots of churches purchase copiers they get the big Konica or you know a big Canon copier, and they have a lease agreement. Okay, you need to review that as well. And then, lastly, personnel. You need to make sure that your employee records that you have everything that you need, and we covered that a couple weeks ago. Um, you need to make sure that uh, all the correct paperwork is in their files, all of the documentation. You need to make sure everybody is properly classified because once again, if the IRS comes in there and they decide that you've got workers misclassified, the fines and penalties are just ridiculous. It is not worth it. I always say error on the side of caution. Just make everybody an employee. You really cannot go wrong with making people an employee If they're that close to where you're you're not for sure, all right? And then also your payroll filing requirements. Do an audit to make sure what are your processes for paying your payroll taxes. Are they being paid on time? Is anything being filing late? Are you... Um, meeting all your requirements not just federal but also state and local taxing authorities if you have those and then in the audit with goals that you have for the upcoming year because if you're doing your job right as an audit team there's always room for improvement absolutely always so no matter how smooth your church is running no matter how well they're doing guys and girls there's always room for improvement. So put some goals on there of what you would like to accomplish um, in the next year as well. And wow, <laughs> I know that was a lot, but the impro- I believe the information provided today was very important. And I'll put the list given, um, the four items and then the eight items in the show notes so that you can copy and paste them into a new document if you like. And so for today, that's going to wrap up another episode. I pray that the information provided helps give you a starting point at least for performing an internal audit at your church. And until next time, my friend, let's all strive to make an impact and not just an income. Take care and remember to always look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omungo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcast. It really does help more people to find the show, and it just blesses me more than you know. And then if you could share this episode with someone who you think it would help, that would be awesome as well. So until next time, be blessed, my friend.